0: Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. This is episode 17. Now in this episode, Pat meets David Belcher. David is a journalist, a writer, a DJ, a playwright... And by the sound of it, a leading light in Glasgow's own northern soul scene. If you've been enjoying the podcast, and I hope you have, would you mind doing me a favour, which is to rate the podcast in whatever app you're using, whether it be iTunes or whatever? Give us a nice comment because apparently that helps with our ratings and makes us more visible on the iTunes, etc. And Tell a friend, just tell one person that you've been listening to this podcast thing and it's got some nice interviews on it and you're learning about the West End. Uh, That would be really helpful because that would encourage us to continue. Okay, so enough of me, enough of the marketing. It's time to go over and listen to Pat and David.
1: I've known David for quite a long time because I came across him years ago. When he worked as a journalist with the Glasgow Herald, is
2: yes, that right? many years ago. Yes, <laughs> I worked for about thirty years with the Herald and left the Herald about nine years or so ago. Um, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I remember um, when I started the website, which is nineteen years ago, that I loved it when we got a mention. In the diary. Oh
2: yeah. Well, the website was a great source <laughs> of uh, entertaining and informed <laughs> West End gossip, as it still remains, and West End news. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: And and one time um, I used because we get we had just started up, so if we get a mention in the diary, then more people would come onto the website. Yeah, yeah. So of course I thought this was great, and I can't remember. I think it was maybe Ken Smith. I got in touch with possibly even. Tom, Tom Shields, Shields yeah. and he said to me, you're the only person who's ever emailed us to thank, thank us for taking a hand at them. Ah, uh, <laughs> right, OK. <Yeah. laughs> because I suppose people
2: were sometimes uh, a bit put out. A bit wary about being in the Herald Diary or having... Yes, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. But of course, for me, it was a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Glad you, to have
2: been of service. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: but you must have really enjoyed that. It, it,
2: Doing the Herald Diary was, to my mind, uh, the best job I've ever had in journalism, and I think it is one of the best jobs in journalism anywhere, because um, it was so appreciated by our readers. Um, There was no real dissenting voices. Nobody was terribly unhappy with what we did mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. were just delighted with what they were did mm-hmm. what, what we did they were thoroughly entertained very appreciative and they would um, signal their appreciation by sending us stories sending us things that might mm-hmm. be of interest or of use to us so it was fantastic it was a real uh, avenue of uh, two way communication between mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and the readers and we felt very mm-hmm. close to the readers yeah, it was yeah. just a great job
1: Oh, it was funny. It was. It, I mean, well, we tried
2: to be funny. It yes, was well. funny
1: and quite gentle. I mean, it wasn't. Um, it was more mocking than. Um, it wasn't. There was nothing horrible about no, it. No,
2: we were rock. We would It was a gentle mocking with uh, an indulgent and tolerant shake of the head uh, from us. We sage diarists who. Tutted at the uh, frailties of uh, the human condition, but nevertheless appreciated the comedy that they provided.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, it was really nice. We it, weren't we weren't having a go at anyone, um, which is maybe something I did in journalism before then. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it was it was very it was benign criticism of Absolutely. the world. I suppose
1: that's a, that's a good description. That no, was certainly um, so so funny. It really was. I always enjoyed it, and then, um, but was most of your other work, was it in music and?
2: Um, it was, music? well I've done everything over the years, I started mm-hmm. off at the Sunday Post, I was a sports journalist, I was a sports journalist initially with the Herald, but thereafter I became a music critic, general arts critic, comedy critic. Um, film critic, book critic I've done all the Mm -hmm. the arts related criticism disciplines I've been Mm -hmm. an arts based features writer as well Mm -hmm. Um, I covered about 12 years worth of uh, Edinburgh Fringe comedy Mm -hmm. as a critic Um, and yeah so I was a a general features writer an arts based journalist Mm -hmm. before the diary Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did you just get sort of Run out of steam or fancy something
2: new? Or? Well, other people might have said I ran out of steam. Uh, no, I just, my Herald career was kind of accidental. Um, and I, it wasn't so much me getting, running out of steam anywhere or getting fed up anywhere, but it, natural moves occurred. And so they seemed interesting moves to take from sport to the Herald's features desk and then from general features into the arts. Uh, I was always interested in music and in comedy, film, books um, yeah. and then The Diary Move, I forget how The Diary Move came about, but I was so grateful that I did it for about four years and then became Herald TV critic for the last three years or so um, and then left what, nine nine years ago I think it mm-hmm. is now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in these days you're um, still indulging your love of music?
2: Uh, yes, we. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I run two uh, nights of Vintage Soul, Soul mm-hmm. Bowl at Jordan Hill Bowling Club uh, every other month and then that uh, alternates with Thank Funk It's Friday mm-hmm. at Partick Hill Bowling Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we do Fridays and Saturdays every other month uh, with my cohort, uh, Mr. Francis Murphy, also oh, yeah. known yeah. as Felonious <laughs> Monk. I know, um, I know, Frank. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah I so and Frank does another th- at least another three nights which all happen to be on the south side of Glasgow. He does <laughs> one in the rum shack he <laughs> does Pollock uh, Pollock Shaw's ex-servicemen's club. Uh, and there's another one as well. He mm-hmm. does,
1: yeah. And he's on um, Sonny Govan.
2: Sonny Govan, yes. Yeah, at, at le- yeah I think there's mm-hmm. another radio station mm-hmm. as well. He plans to do. He's set up his own internet radio oh, that's station. Oh, so, good yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah, that should be good.
1: And yeah. I, I, I know that you know my uh, husband's uh, musician and Jim's played on Sonny Govan. Oh, right. A few times, and um, one time. He was going and he got lost, so Frank was kind of holding the audience, and I was on the phone trying to tell Jim where, where to, go to go because yeah. he got. He, I remember him just saying to me, "I'm at the Pierce Institute." even uh, <laughs> so, in the
2: Pierce Institute?
1: Or? No, I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. it's just quite sort of nearby. Oh, right. it, it just got lost and had not No, if you're on radio, you you really got to be there yeah, before Where you're supposed to be. And, yeah. um, but that was—it wasn't. It wasn't too late at all. It all worked out. No, that's um, no. I, if if I see Sunny Govan on, I, I mean, it's I, I like it. But if I see it on a, a tweet about the something's just come on, always retweet. So see the um, the soul nights and the uh, and the funk. Um, what is that are those open to families?
2: Um, they're, well, they're from half seven till midnight. Licensed yeah, premises. Right. Uh, we, uh, our our funk, our thank funk night, um, f- has had children there. I think they can only be there till ten o'clock. Right. As they yeah. are bowling clubs, mm-hmm. they're private clubs, mm-hmm. so the licensing laws are not the same mm-hmm. as pubs. Mm-hmm. So there's some discretion, um, but they're aimed at anybody who likes sixties mm-hmm. and seventies and eighties vintage soul, Mm -hmm. um, and we play using uh, vinyl, vintage vinyl, 45s, singles, Mm -hmm. um, and... And uh,
1: and you're the DJ?
2: Yes, Frank and I are the DJs, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, And we've, yeah, we've got our own PA rig and turntables, the whole thing,
1: yeah. Mm No, no, it's smashing. I mean, people absolutely love it. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: and there's all ages. We've had, uh, there's all sorts of uh, new young soul people Mm -hmm. who appreciate it and older, original soul Mm -hmm. people such as Frank and I, people who've been there from the start. Um, It's it's an all-ages phenomenon Mm -hmm. that shows no sign of ever, ever abating.
1: You don't get Stuart Cosgrove coming along?
2: (laughs) Uh, Mr Cosgrove, uh, he... (laughs) is scheduled at some point to be our guest DJ. I was at university with Stuart uh, many, many years ago, mm-hmm. and my love of soul was encouraged by him because he was such a soul boy yeah. at university mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. which was kind of unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, he, I owe him, I, I suppose, a great debt of gratitude in various ways because he introduced me to my wife, uh, who's still my wife, <laughs> And uh, I'll always be grateful for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is sitting in a corner of the room, can I say that? She's <laughs> saying very little. She perhaps doesn't feel as grateful towards Stuart as I do. Inter- he <laughs> was best man. He was best oh, at wasn't
1: yeah. yes, yes. I, I really, I really um, love his books. Oh, yeah, his books are really good. Uh, they're, they're, um, I like that there's so much detail. Yeah, so um, much hard work and, and so much love has so, gone so, into them. Exactly, yeah. and um, the fabulous photographs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really, um, I feel that whole northern soul kind of passed me by right. because I think my, when it was kind of at its its height and they were all going to, uh, travelling down to England to Wigan, the clubs and going, yeah, going mad and everything, yeah. um, I had babies. <laughs> oh right. Okay. But I love that music and um the other the other thing I loved, you know the um the documentary? Oh. It was um, Paul Mason. Oh yeah, it's it? the yeah. terrific. yeah. Well I loved that and um funny thing happened. I, I I go I did the Emlet um, and Creative Writing at Glasgow oh, University. Yeah, right, okay. But I still um, when I did that I'd never written I'd never done any creative writing. I right. just took a notion. Yeah. It was John Dingwall
2: oh, right, that okay. kind
1: of you know you'll know John yeah, another yeah, yeah. music journalist. Yeah, yeah. And um I'd met, I'd known John from very young, um, because we both wrote punk fanzines. Oh ah, right okay. and I wrote on the Lighting Disorder in Clyde Bank oh, right, right. and uh, I can't remember what, but he was right. doing all of that, so I knew, I knew um, well, he would be very young, I wouldn't be that young, <laughs> and um, then he'd done the Lit. so ah, I just yeah. met him one day and he was talking to me all about it, and I right. just went home and applied for it, right. and I hadn't actually done any creative writing, oh, right, so right. I still go to classes, oh, right. okay. and um, we would go to the pub afterwards. And one night we were in the pub and I just happened to be telling them all that they had to see this Northern Soul documentary, that um, it was so fantastic, because I'd just come across it by chance, Mm. it was on, I thought, God, I've got to take this for Jim, it's absolute, I mean, the music is wonderful, but the dancing and that whole vibe, you know, did you go to
2: those I didn't because I was, I think, slightly too young and also slightly mm-hmm. too scared, to be honest, to be yeah. up all night in these kinds mm-hmm. of places. Mm-hmm. But the the Paul Mason documentary was a fantastic uh, piece mm-hmm. of work, mm-hmm. and it introduced me to a track I'd never heard before. That is a forty odd year old track. This happens all the time with Northern mm-hmm. So there are things suddenly appear from nowhere, and you think, why did I never know that track at the time? So it led me to spend. £15 on a single uh-huh. thank, no, I, thank you I, Paul I
1: just loved it and then this coincidence because I, after, we'd been to class and then we went to the doublet and we we're sitting in the wee corner and I was thinking you have got to see this documentary it is amazing and then the guy I was sitting beside Boris O'Brien he said Pat that's mine I said oh, right. it, what do you mean? And I said, you don't know each other, really. You know, we're all there doing in writing. But he worked for BBC doing, um, you know, documentaries. Oh, right. And um, he put that whole... Oh, right. he, he was the director. Oh, right, right,
2: right. And
1: And I thought, I just... I, it yeah. was such a coincidence. And, and it was great because I truly loved it. I loved it so much. It, um, I think I've watched it about four times. Yeah. It was yeah. so well done. And, and Paul
2: Mason did a great job of explaining did. things. Absolutely, being enthusiastic and mm-hmm. informative as well.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no, I love that. So, and so you like finding sort of new things.
2: Yeah, I, well, I've always liked new music. Not, mm-hmm. I, I like to explore new music, mm-hmm. and I like, I suppose, to get excited by new music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Northern Soul continually throws up things that are forty to fifty years old, but you've never heard them before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I work in a friend's record shop one day a week and I really enjoy being introduced to new music as well. So I, I, the day I stop being excited and interested in new music is a day that I don't know, hopefully I'll continue until my deathbed. I hope. Do, do you
1: know um, Mickey Rooney? Yes, I oh yes, yes. Yeah, well, um, Mickey, I used to have a stall at. Paddy's. Oh right. Okay. And Mickey hit the next oh, stall right, to right, me, right. and it was all the records. Yes. Um, with John Honeyman.
2: Oh yeah, right. I know. My, my, know because about. my my
1: Jim played in the Prime Evals. Oh of course, yes, he mm-hmm. yeah, did. Some yeah. just for a, a short time. Yeah. But and but he, he and he had a, a band from he was a teenager and John Honeyman was in the band. They we're still at school. All oh, right. So I knew um, Mickey. So I've seen Mickey DJ. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: at the at Stuc.
2: Uh, and Mickey. I think has DJed at least once for Frank at one of Frank's soul nights as well mm-hmm. on the south side.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's so enthusiastic Yes, as well. he is, he's
2: great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I uh, I first met John Dingwall, uh, as we mentioned him earlier on. It was on a tour of France with the Prime Evils, Oh my and God. And I think John was writing about it the for Rose. Sounds. What
1: was it, some Rose?
2: Uh, New, Rose New Rose Records, Rose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Prime Evals' mm-hmm. first album. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went to Paris and somewhere in the middle of nowhere in rural France as well. um, All all of us were crammed into a van for about three or four days. (laughs) It was interesting and exciting. I
1: remember um, going to the Pompidou Centre in Paris. And there was unusual, the the primevals, it was up on on display. I mean, it just seemed like so, you know, bizarre, but... but, um, Wonderful, yeah, you know, yeah. to see to see it there at the at the same time, yeah. Um, so John's he's also written he, written a couple of books now. John, John Dingwall. oh yeah, He yeah. Wrote, wrote one on Emily Sunday. Oh right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so. What is the name of the record shop that you're working in?
2: Hey, I work in Love Music on a on a very peripatetic sort of basis because I know uh, Sandy McLean is the so is owner. Is that down at Queen Street? Yes, Uh-huh. Dundas yeah, are oh, they lovely? That's a fabulous shop. And Sandy McLean, the owner of the shop, it's been going now for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. I got to know Sandy probably about 40 odd years ago in Edinburgh when he ran various record labels mm-hmm. and he managed various bands at that time 40 mm-hmm. odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sandy still retained his enthusiasm and his love for new music as mm-hmm. well, which is great.
1: It's a smashing shop. Yeah, it is. Jim's played down there. Oh, I'm sure we a be gig in yeah, the yeah, shop. Yeah. I can't remember what was something was on. We still do gigs yes, <clears throat> in the shop. Uh huh. No, it's, a, it's it's nice what it is too. It it's is kind of off yeah. the beaten track, but. You, 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 if you're going through the train, it's nice just to it's there. Spend yeah, and you can have a
2: nice browse mm-hmm. and not be harassed. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's that's interesting.
2: Shabby chic, I think <coughs> it is, or funky butt chic. That's the, the feel that we go for in the shop,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you get a good crowd along at the events? I feel terrible that I've never actually been, but... Oh, at the um, Soul Bowl the, the, and
2: thank funk. The, yeah, mm-hmm. crowds are very much up and down. Um, We're now established as Soul Ball, so I think we we have our own regular crowd of a decent size. Mm -hmm. It's close to being full most of the time. Um, Thank Funk, we've not yet established it as fully as we might do. Um, We've got room to improve uh, in in crowd terms, Uh, but actually that's the night that I think Frank and I most enjoy because... Mm -hmm the Soul Bowl night, we have to make people dance all night and that's why people are there. Mm-hmm. And and we do, and we succeed in that, but the funk night is just slightly more relaxed and we can play um, things that we don't get the chance to play because they're slightly more uh, left field or a bit mm-hmm. less up-tempo. We need to come along. Oh Well, they're both really good mm-hmm. nights. Mm-hmm. And Frank's nights are absolutely his Southside nights are all huge. His Rumshack night is very big, and his uh, Southside Soul night is a, another huge one. Um, so
1: I don't have so much, of course, on the Southside on my oh, website. No, no. But I do, I do occasionally. Put, I put up stuff, you know, when I see in the Rumshack oh, and yeah. the Glad Cafe. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the, yeah, that's,
2: a, yeah,
1: a, that's another a really nice place um, as well. Yeah. I like that venue. Um, yeah. So I must, I must have a wee look on the shark and see if I see Franks.
2: It will be. It's there every um, third Saturday in every month,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: I've now forgotten the name of it, but it's a, you'll see it. You'll mm-hmm. know which is Franks.
1: Well, that's good. So if you get any other sort of, these are your main things and sort of so what
2: else? Are you um, well, Other ventures? The other ventures uh, is writing plays. Um, I've written a number of, it must be said, not very good plays. Since I left the Herald. Um, but uh, in March, um, my second play, I wrote a play, first play is now about 25 years old. And I, my follow up 25 years later is called The Pie Man Cometh. And it was on at Oran Moor for four oh, nights in March. And it was sold out that every night. Great. And the critical response was fantastic, the audience response was fantastic. It really couldn't have gone any better. Um, and we are doing the full three and a half weeks at the Edinburgh Fringe That's in amazing. August. That's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, at the Gilded Balloon. Booked now. Tickets are so well, Tickets will be available shortly, I believe.
1: That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. It had a fantastic cast and a fantastic director. Um, Frank Miller is, is the director. Um, and uh, the player co-wrote with Brian Jackson, uh, Brian Jackson is, is very famous in Scottish football circles because he is the man who has rescued six different um, financially troubled football clubs, right. professional football okay. clubs. And the Pie Man Cometh is based on his bizarre experiences in Scottish football as a chartered accountant. Putting clubs through the, the process of administration. It doesn't sound the basis for great comedy, <laughs> but it is. He's had some very funny times, and we turned it into a very funny play. Sorry, that sounds a bit immodest, but right. it worked really well. People uh, laughed in all the right places. Well,
1: you've. I mean, you can you can boast about it now if oh, you're yeah. going to the the, the fringe, fringe yes. and it's a good reviews. Oh yeah, you know yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's, that's amazing. Had,
2: the reviews couldn't have been any better. That's great.
1: Uh, so, are you is that encouraged you to write some more?
2: Yes. Well, I've started another one. Uh, that I'm writing with uh, Colin Edwards, who used to be at uh, BBC Scotland, and he's a stand-up comic as well. And that's a play based on um, real life as well, based on... I don't want to say too much. It's based on uh, a period, uh, an instance of Scottish popular culture from about 40-odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's based on historical fact and some real people and real incidents, mm-hmm. um. And I can't really say too much at the moment. So how far along it. is it? Uh, well, oh, it's not. I I've written a whole screed of stuff, um, but it's not properly shaped into a story or a play with a beginning, a middle, mm-hmm. and an end, mm-hmm. um but we have a notion of where we want it mm-hmm. to go and what, what we want it to do, mm-hmm. um, it's about it's about English views of Scottish popular culture and mm-hmm. English views of Scottish comedy, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's that, 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 without trying to be deliberately vague, that's what it's uh-huh.
1: about. Well, no, it sounds, it sounds very, very kind of different. Yes, well, we hope mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. It
2: should be we, think it, we see it as a serious play about comedy, but there should be some laughs in it as well, because you can't have a play about comedy that isn't funny as well.
1: So I'm sure you'll have no bother getting it on play
2: uh, uh, Pie and a Pint again. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, the last, The Pie Man Cometh wasn't a play, A Pie and a Pint, yeah, it was an evening uh, uh, Do you know,
1: I was wondering about that, because yeah. I was thinking... I, I had a plan and I usually yeah. try and put them up.
2: Yeah, it was so the, the, part so the of the second. Glasgow Comedy Festival, which okay. it was why it was on in oh, the yeah. evening. But we, it will, I believe, be on again at Oran Moor uh-huh. uh, in July. But again, I think it's going to be in the evening. Mm, it's but not I'll a go and see that. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'll try. It. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll make a point of going to see it. it. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. sh- there should be a couple of evening shows in July at mm-hmm. Oran and there should be. Uh, evening shows at a fairly well-known football ground um, in Edinburgh, an Edinburgh football club should be putting this play on as well. So hearts or
1: Hibs, uh, <laughs> One or the it's other? It's hearts, I suppose. I mean, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, no, it's hearts.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope it will be on at hearts at some point in July, but there's a bit of a clash of dates with mm-hmm. some football matches. Well, that's good, so it's still,
1: it's still get life in it. Oh no, yeah, definitely, yeah. That's super, yeah. that's great.
2: Uh, yeah, we've got a meeting this uh-huh. afternoon actually with the director because we identified the flaws with the play as we sat and watched it for four nights in a row. There weren't many flaws, but we saw the flaws, so we've been working hard to get rid of those and improve the improve mm-hmm. the fl- play for August for its fringe debut. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: so, so who, who were the who were the actors?
2: The actors were Callum Cuthbertson, who's been in lots of Play Pie Pints, uh, Gavin Wright, who was briefly in River City recently. He shot a policeman, I think, in River <laughs> City. I, I didn't see it myself, and then Julie Coom who is uh, they all f- I
1: know her name.
2: Julie Coombe mm. has done Play Pie Pints as well. Mm-hmm. They're all fantastic actors, extremely funny, uh, extremely knowledgeable about making plays work. They did a great deal of work to improve our script and make things a great deal better. And I think we've got we've got at least two out of the three of them for the Edinburgh fringe as well. We're not sure whether mm-hmm. one of the actors can make it or not. We hope so. But um, yeah, it, it worked really well. That's a, fabulous! That's that exciting. Yeah, it is,
1: good. yeah. Well, on that, it's good Congratulations, and that David is
2: really that's fantastic. Yeah, the yeah. issue now is in selling the play to the English media because the the Edinburgh Fringe is it's sadly it doesn't seem to be that much of a Scottish cultural event. It's more for tourists, mm-hmm. visitors from England, mm-hmm. especially the comedy. The comedy is all London comedians, mm-hmm. London audiences. So we now have to try and uh, attract, uh, well, signal our existence to. But isn't a good venue? Shortings. Oh yeah, the Gilded yeah. balloon is. You can't. I do think. Better. I
1: think that does that not practically sell it
2: on its own? Uh, it, it should do. It it should help a great deal, um, but we have a like a mid afternoon slot. I think it's a two thirty slot, which in lots of ways is a good one, but it's not a totally prime evening mm-hmm. slot, mm-hmm. but. The fact that the venue um, was very keen to have us, uh, we're taking that as a good sign.
1: Mm. So I mean, they'll, they'll be pushing it. Y- yeah, so we hope so. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure it'll yeah. be. I'm yeah. sure you will. I mean, the, the, the festival's so busy.
2: Yes, it is. It is. But mm. you can never take it for granted, because people have such a range of choices. And mm-hmm. this thing called the Pie Man Cometh, which is kind of about scottish football why would i want to go and see that <laughs> it's i don't it's not really about it's about scotland in a sense it's not really too much about football we deliberately wanted it to be about stupid men being arrogant pompous and self-deluding and that's really what it's about uh, so there's something for everybody you don't need to know anything about football we had a probably more of a male audience more males to females in the, the ratio of audience attendance, but every woman I spoke to enjoyed it thoroughly, mm-hmm. and they, they all said, we, are, we came to mm-hmm. this a little bit worried mm-hmm. because we don't know anything yeah. about football, and we didn't need to, and we really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So. so did you say it's on for three weeks? Uh, yeah, it's on oh. from August by, or is it August? August mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. almost the end of August. Mm-hmm. Three and a half weeks, yeah. the full. Well, three probably, weeks.
1: Um, it'll probably get good reviews from the and then that will encourage people to come
2: We well we, we're publicising the good reviews we've got already we got a four star review in the Herald we uh-huh. got a five star review is from that Phil Miller? Uh, no it no. was from uh, Mary Brennan uh, yeah. we got five stars from Hugh Keevens, who is a football commentator on Radio Clyde mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, positive five, four five star reviews from Oh, Janice Forsyth really liked oh, no, it. Yeah, Janice came funny. along from Radio Scotland and loved it, and she was one of the women who said, I didn't know anything about football. I thought this was going to be a bit... I didn't know what it was going to yeah. be like, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> So yeah, it's yeah. it's been really really well received.
1: Bill, well, I'm I'm sure I've enjoyed. I know a lot. I know a lot of, about football. Oh, good, right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm a football fan. A, I sit and watch the every game in the World Cup if I'm in the house oh, right, alone. Okay. Well, you should enjoy <laughs> it even and, more. Um, yeah. my wee grandson, well, he's 14 now, but he is um, mad on football. Oh. and no. Um, and we, when we we used to play this game you know, do with all the kids. So, you know, if you're going a, a long journey in the car, you would have a, um, start with going through the alphabet and a boy's name and a girl's name and a, a city or yeah. something, teach or whatever. But we changed that to, you go through the alphabet and you say a football player and a football team. Oh, both. So, right, he, so he would be coming up with these things and this name. And I'd say, oh, I've no idea who that is. And he would say... That's the Gold Coast, um, the Ivory Coast goalie. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> That's oh, he's so, really into it. So, yeah. so I was getting a, a whole education. <laughs> yeah, no, he is mad on football. And you would sit and watch the story of Messi and oh, yeah, right, all this sort right. of stuff. But I love football. I, I, I like the women's football too. Oh, right, yeah, no, it's yeah. every bit as good as the think football. I think, football, I think yeah. football is just the most exciting game.
2: Well, I'm a, I'm a Partick Thistle fan, season ticket holder, so whether it's exciting, I would... Sometimes watching Thistle can be really quite painful, so... But, uh, yeah... yeah
1: this, I this. think even watching the wee kids. Oh, yeah, kids. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's...
1: I, I, no, I would enjoy it. I would, I'm sure I would enjoy it. And, Good. Um, Do getting, come along. I will. I definitely, I definitely will. So is there anything else that you... Um, I mean, that sounds like an awful lot, actually. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that
2: that's, that's enough. And I know there's another two plays that I know I want to write and I know what they're, what they're about and what I want to do with them. Um, yeah, one is about going on a trip to uh, the D-Day landings with my father that I did uh, in 2005. He was a paratrooper uh, and he made this pilgrimage back to the, where he'd landed in the invasion of Germany. And then the other play is that I want to write is about uh, a Wishaw-based filmmaker who lived in Wishaw in the 40s and 50s, which is when he made most of his films, uh, Enrico Cocotza. and that's yeah, a play I've wanted time. to write properly for mm-hmm. some time now.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's sounds... That's um, people would love that.
2: Well, we, yeah. we did a version of it about two years ago that now, looking back, didn't really work as a drama. Um, and uh, we did it as a little kind of rehearsed reading. Mm-hmm. And um, I, n- I need to go and write a new yeah, play about yeah, Enrico yeah. But it's
1: good for people to know about about these people. Oh, yeah, in yeah. yeah. About their work. Do well, you know was... Sergio Caskey? Yes, Sergio, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sergio
2: and I went out and we wandered around uh, Wishaw for half a day, trying mm-hmm. to find... People who knew Enrico mm. and people did know uh-huh. Enrico because he was a very yeah. famous local eccentric mm-hmm. figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and since right uh, since I wrote the, the not very good, almost a play about Enrico, I've met a number of people who, as young people in Wishaw, were inspired by Enrico Martin. to do all mm-hmm. sorts of things. Um, and uh, he was very much an inspirational figure mm. locally. Um, mm. And he was the first head of the Italian department at Strathclyde University. That's amazing. He was, uh, yeah, he was a, a very, uh, a very very artistic figure in a perhaps an unartistic town. I'm not being cruel mm-hmm. about Wishaw, but mm-hmm. he inspired people to go out and do art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and never mind what people might mm-hmm. say about you, you mm-hmm. know, if you feel you have to do this, mm-hmm. go and do it.
1: Yeah. I think that whole, um, you know, the kind of Italian um culture within oh, yeah. the, 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 the yeah. sc- Scotland, but yeah. within um, Glasgow is so so interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fascinating, it, um, yeah. I was on, when the website started up at first, I used to get asked to go on radio and stuff like that quite a lot, and um, I I was on, I think it was, what's, what's the radio? is for kind of older people. Oh. Um, Sorry. So oh, yeah, a, yeah right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to be on that. Yeah, it I was did that a soul one, show years ago. It yeah. was that one, um, and they were just, so asked me, you know, what was happening so on. And, and we were going to Tuscany. Oh, yeah, right.
2: And
1: To, post, to Well, we weren't going to uh, Barga actually. We were going further north than Barga oh, right. But um, it's amazing how, if you're on radio or anything like that, you know, Then all these people started getting in touch with me. And um, a a woman got in touch with me from a a chip shop in Mary Hill and asked me if I'd come up here because she wondered if I would take some sweets over to her grand, who had gone back (laughs) to live in in Italy. And I think it might have been Barga actually where she was. Is that where that famous. Artist John Bellany uh-huh. lived yeah. there. I think he had a studio, yeah, the studio there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's so it was in Barca, and um, I was to take yeah these you know sort of Scottish sweets, yeah. and of course I had it in my head we were going to this see this Italian lady, and yeah. she came yeah. to the door. Um, she she she's such a, a strong Scottish accent and she said, I mean, it's unbelievable. She said, Oh come in, she's come in, but give me a minute or two, she says I'm making a Dundee cake. Ah yeah. <laughs> so she's in Barga, um, you know, c- cooking in and she'd been brought up in kirkintilla Yeah. she come from Kirkantilla. Bagra
2: is astonishing. We've been there a number of times and it is it is the most Scottish town or village yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've actually uh, got. a, I would love to make a film um, set in Barga, a feature sure. film, and I've got yeah. a, a storyline for yeah. that as well.
1: There's a feature. Um, no, that, that that needs to be done. No. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well,
2: yeah. It is. It's about uh-huh. a. Yeah. A yeah. I shouldn't give too much away. It's about a Scot who goes, who decides to uh-huh. go back to his ancestral homeland in Barga, <laughs> uh-huh. and then finds himself drawn back to Glasgow again. But we've been in Barga a number of occasions, and you go into a supermarket, and there'll be. Uh, A a granny with an eight-year-old child, and they're talking in fluent uh, Italian, and then the grandma, as happened to me, she turned to me and said, after having spoken in beautiful, fluent, rapid-fire Italian, she turned to me and said... Hey, excuse me, son, Could you get that down <laughs> off the top shelf for me? <laughs> uh, and then there, there'll be a group of men, uh, elderly men, sitting around. The, there's a big tree in the centre of Barga, and they'll be sitting in the in the tree with their rosary beads, talking mm-hmm. again fluent Italian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I started talking to one of them somehow, and I spoke slowly for him, and he answered me in fluent Scottish because he was from he was from Loch Winnick or somewhere he'd lived there most of his life I mean it's just bizarre so, isn't it yeah it, it? it is um, well, it's a fantastic place.
1: Yeah, there's a feature on my website. It's written by Ian Mitchell, oh, right. and it's called Chianti Culture and oh, Chips. Oh right.
2: Oh yeah, right. Okay. And it's about
1: Barca. Yeah. Well, and um, that was the first when I um, when he sent me that to put up on the site. That was the first I knew about this uh, and about so many people yeah. coming to Glasgow um, from that wee area.
2: We've been to Barga to the Pesce e Patate Festival, which is the Fish and Chip Festival. Uh, And uh, none of the, it's a nice event, uh, but the fish and the chips don't quite taste right because none of the retired elderly Scots-Italian fish and chip makers want to have anything to do with cooking fish and chips ever again. (laughs) So it's left to younger local people. So it it tastes great, but it mm -hmm. doesn't quite taste right. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Barker is quite famous. The football stadium is called the Johnny Moscadini Stadium. Mm -hmm. And Johnny Moscadini was a Scot who uh, ended up playing for Italy uh, as an international footballer in the 30s, I think it was. But he'd been born in Troon or Prestwick and went back to Barger on holiday, was spotted and became quite a famous Italian-Scottish footballer.
1: I don't know, I've never heard of any of these people. Other oh, the also,
2: sort of famous Scots yeah, Italians from yeah. Barga. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: so, are you going this year? Uh, we are going to Italy, but not mm-hmm. to Barga. Because Barga mm-hmm. uh, is beautiful, but uh, it's a little mountain village. And so uh, if you've been a few times, then you've, you've kind of run out of attractions yeah. to go and visit. I've, on,
1: I've only been once.
2: It's fabulous. We've yeah.
1: got these, um, I bought this thing, it was a, a charity auction. Oh, right. And I bought, uh, you know, you put down what you're willing to pay. So we got this holiday and it's in Bagnet.
2: Oh yeah, Bandy
1: Di Luca. The, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, right. okay. It's there. So we can go anytime it sometime into twenty nineteen. All oh, right. So but we we I, I loved it when we were there, but the only thing I was a bit nervous in the car. Oh. Um you know, you'd be very high up sometimes. Oh, yeah. And um uh, I I was a bit nervous.
2: No, you will be fine.
1: Well, I, I was fine, I got yeah. back. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think Bani De Luca is not so much in the mountains as in the foothills on the way up to Barga. Right. Yeah.
1: But no, we we'll definitely go back to Bargar. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating. So, well, David, that is just so interesting and, well, you know, I'm glad to hear about the place. I had no idea because I'd missed the, the pie man and right. it completely well, escaped me. Thank you. And I'm glad it's done so well. That's great.
2: I've never been called interesting before, I don't think. Oh, it's been a long time since I've been called interesting. That was great. Again, my wife is sitting in the corner chuckling to herself. The notion of me being interesting. Do you
1: know what? I mean, I just think that's fabulous. So thanks very much.
2: Thank you. That was
1: brilliant. See,
2: I'm interesting.
1: Jeanette, sure, that was good.
0: I agree it was very good definitely not the Steve Davis of Northern Soul music much more interesting than that so that's us come to the end of another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat if you'd like to get in touch if you've got any questions if you'd like to be featured on the, the, uh, the podcast please get in touch jim at glasgowestend.co.uk or Pat at End.co.uk or tweet to Pat at Glasgow's West End. Catch up the next time. Bye.